This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Think about all of the different experiences that you might want to have in your life, all of the different things, kind of goals, dreams that you have, and then kind of map out what's the price point, high to low on those, what works in different ages of your life, and what works for different ages of your kids. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Barrage Kids and Money Podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two different things. First, we're going to discuss the new financial independence concept of mini retirements. We're going to talk about what they are and how they may just be the cure for corporate burnout. Second, we're back with our Family Fi segment. This quarter, we're featuring Kyle Landis Marinello, a lawyer and personal finance author from Vermont. He's going to share the details of his mini retirement so we can hopefully get inspired to give ourselves a little break when we need it. All right, let's jump into today's show. It appears companies are ramping up their return to the office requirements. According to a recent survey published in CNBC, 90% of companies plan to implement return to office policies by the end of 2024, with nearly 30% saying their company will threaten to fire employees who don't comply with in-office requirements. Needless to say a lot of employees are not thrilled by this managerial push. So what are employees to do if they are feeling increased stress and corporate burnout? Well, one trend that seems to be catching on is the mini retirement. What is a mini retirement, you might be asking? Well, big questions like this are always better with really smart friends. So I thought I'd answer this one with my friend Jillian Johnsrud. After becoming financially independent at age 32, Jillian turned her personal and professional experience towards a creative life. She is a popular public speaker, teaches online classes, she's a coach, she's a podcaster, and a writer. Jillian has experienced dozens of mini retirements personally, and she coaches others on the life-changing benefits they have as well. When Jillian isn't supporting people with mini retirement advice, she's spending time with her husband and her kids and enjoying her favorite hot tea. Welcome back to the show, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to talk with you again. We've had a few conversations on the podcast, but then also a lot in person. So I'm glad to connect with you again. Now, first things first, let's let's help people understand what this is. What is a mini retirement? Can you help us define a mini retirement? I personally define it by three attributes. It's stepping away from our primary career for a month or longer to focus on something that matters to us. And if you hit those three, I feel like that's when you get most of the benefits. Talk to us about what those major benefits are then, at least the ones that you found. So the thing I love about many retirements is that it's kind of like a Swiss army knife. There's, it's one thing that can have a lot of different functions and serve a lot of different needs. So for some people, like you mentioned, it helps reduce burnout. It's really tough to recover from burnout in the place that burned you out. And especially with returning back to work, you're taking people 
who are at their max. They're literally giving everything they have. Their plate is 100% full, and you're essentially just asking more from them, saying, take this full plate and now add a commute and add in-office like stress and politics. And, you know, and they're hoping to do this by making their work productivity increase. So like on top of this, do more work with less time. And so burnout's a big one for a lot of people, extended travel. You know, there's so many things in our lives that don't fit into nights and weekends. As much as we want them to, if you want to do a long through hike or, you know, spend three months backpacking through Europe, it's not going to fit, you know, Friday night to Monday morning. Yeah, those European trips don't really work very well if you leave on Friday after work and then try to get home on Sunday night, right? Yeah. (laughs) While we're on the idea of that, let's talk about some ideas for mini retirement because I think people get inspired by maybe other people's examples and what they've done. So maybe you could share some things that you've done or ones that you've heard about through your conversations. One of my favorites was when my kids were maybe like two to 11, we had a pop-up camper at the time and we did 10 weeks through 10 national parks in our pop-up camper. And and I, th- I don't know why, it was one of my favorites. Like the national parks out West are so beautiful, but my kids were also at that age where I knew if we don't do this now, this season of life is going to pass us by. This has an expiration date and it's not going to hold for 20 years. When all my kids are in their 20s, I am not piling them into a pop-up camper for 10 weeks to do national parks. Like it's kind of a a now or never. So I really appreciated that one. And I love travel. We travel now with our family every year, about half the year. But last summer, I took five months and I landscaped my backyard. I built a food forest. I planted like 20 fruit trees and 50 berry bushes and a patio and all of these structures. And, you know, every day I go out there and I literally like eat the fruits of my labor. (laughs) And I really, I really appreciate that one too, because it's something I'll enjoy for many years down the road. I think that's a great example too, because, you know, it doesn't always have to be getting away, right? I mean, taking advantage of the home you have, the land you have to just experience it more than, like you said, nights and weekends, because we bought these homes or we bought this land so that we could enjoy it. But without the time to do it, it's really difficult, right? Yeah. Some people use them too, just to get caught up on life to declutter, to reorganize, to finally get rid of the huge stack of mail that is on their counter. Like, you know, and there's so many things in life that they're important, but not urgent. Finishing your wills, (laughs) like finding new insurance. You know, there's all these tasks that kind of, they're almost like tabs on the computer. You have 50 of them open And in order to really like clear that mental clutter, like you just need some time to kind of get caught up. I love that analogy because literally right now, I think I have maybe seven tabs open. So it's it's a good metaphor for life. So I don't think there's anybody listening right now that's not nodding their head saying, yes, Jillian, I need that. I want that. Let's talk about the affording side of this thing, because I can just say personally, you know, there's been times where I've went from one job to the next job and I finished that one job on Friday and then I start the next one on Monday, mostly because I'm like, well, I need to be able to afford my life. I need to be able to afford what I've got going on with my family. How can people do this? 
I think that there's a mini retirement for every budget. So they don't have to be super expensive, you know, and it might even be, you might be able to negotiate a month off with your employer. And maybe you can string that together with some some paid vacation. And so you're not going to lose out on a ton of salary. I had one employer give me a month paid off and I did a road trip cross country with my best friend. And so it doesn't have to be super expensive, but it's it's having that intention and that focus. I once met a receptionist based on local wages. She probably made 12 bucks an hour. And she said she had just taken her first airplane ride. She had taken her first trip out of the state of Montana. And for her first trip, she took a month and went to Peru. And she's like, and I didn't go to the cities. I went to the the deepest, darkest jungles of Peru. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Paddington Bear. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) And I'm sure it wasn't that expensive of a trip. You know, it's something that even earning 12 bucks an hour, maybe she could have done some babysitting on the weekends or mowed some yards and over the course of six months or 18 months saved up enough for this experience. So sometimes it's just having that intention because you might end up with, you might get a month in between jobs or two months in between jobs. And if you can just be a little bit intentional about it, most of us have that opportunity to take a short career break at some point. I love the intention of it. So, I mean, even getting literal with it, it's putting money away in an accessible bank account so you can use it in the short term. Is that right? It's like having an emergency fund, but I think about it like an opportunity fund. When the opportunity arises, you want to have that money set aside. And I kind of call it your mini retirement go bag, kind of like NCIS. Like they have this little duffel bag with like a change of clothes and their passport and some cash. But in your mini retirement go bag, you need some cash, but you also need the intention. What are you going to do? What is it going to look like in this season of life? What are three options Because especially if something bad happens, like if you get laid off, it can be really discouraging. And in those moments, might not be the most creative and inspirational to dream all of this up. But if you've kind of mapped it all out, can kind of pick yourself up and be like, you know what? I have a plan. I have the cash. I have everything I need. Like, let's seize this opportunity. Jillian, you talk about being able to save up this money so that you can go and enjoy yourself. Now, you've done some things in your life, if I'm not mistaken, to create some continual income, even when you're not working. Can you talk about some of those income streams that you've created and how that might make this process even easier? We ended up investing in rentals, which has been massively helpful, you know, along with investing in our our retirement accounts and brokerage accounts. But one thing that's really accessible to people, if you're thinking about this first one, and maybe you want to do six months, if you own your house, or even if you rent your house, you might be able to rent out your house while you travel. Last year, we did an eight-month trip. We rented our house for about $2,000 a month. So that was an extra $16,000 that helped pay for our trip. And at this point, Renting our house is about the same cost for us traveling. So whether we're traveling or home, our life costs about the same amount. And so it's one thing that 
is like, it's a good accessible way to start. If you're like, okay, oh my gosh, like buying rentals, doing all of this, like that's going to take a long time where you could get your house ready to rent in maybe a month. There's somebody listening right now and they are liking what we're saying and they're thinking about, okay, how can I make this happen? What's one first step that they could take to make this a possibility in their near future? Because they're excited about it. Maybe, Maybe they listen to the top of the show and they're not excited about being pulled back into the office for an extended period of time. And maybe they need that little break. They need a little buffer in between these two experiences. What's one step they could take following this interview to pursue a mini retirement? One thing I'd like to have people do is to think about all of the different experiences that you might want to have in your life, all of the different things, kind of goals, dreams that you have, and then kind of map out what's what's the price point, high to low on those, what works in different ages of your life, and what works for different ages of your kids to figure out What's the next thing that you should do? And depending where you are in your financial journey, I really encourage people, start with the cheap stuff. Start with the free stuff. Start with, you know, when you're 80, you can do an around-the-world cruise. You'll have probably a lot more money when you're 80. You might be, instead of like 200,000, you might have 5 million. And an around-the-world cruise when you're 80 is still accessible or when you're 70, where maybe hiking the Appalachian Trail, it's got an expiration date on it. It's cheap, so it's good to like put it towards the beginning of the list. But you also don't want to wait till you're 60 or 70 and and you might be able to do it, but you might not, you know. Our our preferences and our bodies change. So I think about what's a good age for my kids. It's why we've kind of started with U.S. road trips because they might not be as interested when they get older. It is something that fits really well now. We're taking my kids to Europe. That might be more appropriate in a few years, taking them to Southeast Asia. I'm sure they'll love that when they're in their 20s where they might not like camping with me in national parks when they're in their 20s for long stretches of time. I think that's such a good point that I think the mindset might be, well, I'll do it when I'm retired. You know, I'll do it when I'm in my 60s, you know, when I get to a point. And I think your point is, why not retire often? (laughs) And I think that's fantastic. Jillian, you've got a quiz on your website, which I love, that maybe will inspire some thoughts for people. Tell people where they can access that quiz and maybe where they can connect with you more. Yeah, Retire Often is the website and the podcast or Jillian Johnsrud, if you can figure out how to spell that, is where I'm at on social media. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to have those links in our video description for YouTube as well as our podcast description so they can connect with you and learn more how to retire often. Jillian, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. 
Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. For our family FI segment, we're talking about achieving financial independence with kids. Now, a lot of people think that you have to choose one or the other. You can't have financial independence if you want to have kids, or you can't have kids if you want to have financial independence. Well, our guest today is going to share his path to financial independence with kids. Kyle Landis Marinello is my guest today. Kyle lives in Vermont with his fantastic partner, three wonderful kids, and an amazing dog. He is a practicing attorney specializing in environmental and energy law. He recently transitioned from one job to another, but took a mini retirement in between. Today, we're going to chat all about his mini retirement and some advice for other families who maybe want to do the same. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thanks. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for being here. I was glad to meet you at a conference earlier this year. So I'm glad we get to bring your story to life here on the podcast. It's a treat for me. Thank you very much for doing it. Now, a lot of people don't do mini retirements or not a lot of people even know what a mini retirement is. So how did you come up with this idea? I did a deep dive into the world of personal finance a few years ago. And, you know, even just three, four years ago, this concept wasn't really talked about a whole lot. But boy, in the last year or two, it has come to the forefront and with good reason. And I think it's something that doesn't get as much attention as it should, because I think it's a really important part of the journey towards financial independence. And when I heard about it, I knew it was something I wanted to try. And then this job change came about and it presented a perfect opportunity for it. I love that. Now, you talked about your path to family financial independence. So I know many retirements are a part of that. What other parts do you see in the future outside of many retirements as well? For us, a lot of it is just getting a plan in place. And that's a long process. I think some people think, oh, I just sit down, create a spreadsheet, and <laughs> we just follow it from there out. But things change all the time, especially when you have a family and a big family like ours with 
three kids, there are a lot of moving pieces and new expenses that can come up on a moment's notice. And so you always have to be ready to move things around and change the plan. But the biggest thing is having some sort of plan, some sort of process for here's how we prioritize our future selves while we're also enjoying our time together today. I love that. Well, let's talk about the nitty gritty with this mini retirement. How do you prepare financially for a mini retirement? Talk to us about how that process went. For me, it ended up being easier than I expected because for better or for worse, I had not used much of my vacation time in my past job. And part of that was I had a very stressful, lots of responsibilities job that made it difficult to take time off. And so I built up a lot of vacation days that I hadn't used. And when I was switching jobs, I kind of looked at a calendar and saw how many vacation days I had left and realized I could take five weeks off between jobs and not even miss a paycheck. That's awesome. So this was banked up, you know, vacation days that were allowed to you based on your job requirements that you had. Exactly. That's incredible. Okay. So talk to us about what this mini retirement time, because I I think a lot of people just go from work thing to the next work thing and don't really take those pauses in their life to realize what you can actually do with some time off. So talk to us about what this uh, break was and how long was it? On your point about people going from one thing to another, that's exactly what I did the previous time I switched jobs. (laughs) So about five years ago, I was at one job on a Friday and started at the next one on a Monday. And it was actually even worse than that because I had been working at the Vermont Attorney General's office. And part of my caseload at the time was a criminal jury trial that I was prosecuting with co-counsel. And the timing of that trial ended up being two weeks into my new job. (laughs) So my first two weeks at the new job, I was still preparing for and then going to that jury trial and effectively doing two jobs at once, right as I'm trying to learn a new position. And so I knew I didn't want to make that mistake again. I wanted to really give myself time and feel refreshed when I started my new job this time around. So I ended up taking five weeks. The first week was a planned vacation that we had had on the calendar for a while to go to Michigan and visit some friends there. And then the second week was a trip that kind of came together at the last minute with some kayaking friends of mine from high school and college days. And so I did that trip solo and then had three weeks after that where I was at home without any job responsibilities. And I focused on doing some decluttering during that time. And I the Marie did the Marie Kondo thing with my clothes and <laughs> went through a number of boxes, including a box from our move 10 years ago that I had thought was filled with papers that were so important they couldn't even go in the moving truck. (laughs) They had to travel (laughs) in our car when we came to the new house. Then the box just sat in a corner for 10 years till I finally had time to get around to looking through it. So some family vacation time, some friend solo vacation time, and then some decluttering. Now, I have a question for you because this happens to me sometimes. I end up getting a little bit of free time, you know, where maybe I'm not needed as a dad or a husband or a worker. And then I've get that free time. And then my instinct is like, well, I should probably do some more work. Did that ever happen to you? (laughs) 
during that time. <laughs> we were like, maybe I should prepare for my work that's coming up or I should do some work to prepare. It did not. But that has happened to me many times in the past. And I think the reason it didn't happen this time is because when I finished work at my previous job, I deleted my work email from my phone. I deleted Microsoft Teams from my phone. I was completely done. And my new job wouldn't start until I showed up on the first day. And so it really created this space that was entirely different from past time off I had had where, you know, the usual scenario is if you have a week off, you end up working about 60 or sometimes even 70 hours in the lead up to get everything ready to be able to take time off. And then you come back and you're working long hours to make up for stuff that arrived while you're away. And so, yeah, the a time between jobs is really special. And it's something I think people should look for and if you and, and advocate for. And if you get it, protect that time and really enjoy it. I think that's fantastic because that's such a good point. I remember taking time off of work and taking that week off. And yeah, it's like you got to do all the things to prepare. And then you come back and you're, it's a crazy workload that you got to catch up on. It's like, what well, was that vacation worth it at that point? You know what I mean? So yeah, this, this time in between jobs is fantastic. Now, let's talk to the person who maybe is listening and saying, well, you know, I don't have that many vacation days banked up. You know, you talk about personal finance a lot. And I know you write about it too. What can somebody do to kind of create their own version of a mini retirement like you have? There are ways to do it. I mean, obviously looking for times like if you're changing jobs, that creates a great opportunity. But if you're in the same job and you're going to be in it, you can negotiate how many days off you have. A lot of people think they can't. And even in more formal settings like state government, where I worked for 15 years, people think there are set policies that can't be negotiated. But if you have a good relationship with your boss, you can usually figure out a way to get a, a break. And I think the key is to really make it a break. And so make sure the people who report to you, the people you report to, know that you're going to be unavailable during that time. You know, I remember when I was working at my past job, I took a vacation at one point and I pulled up my auto reply on email and I had always typed in, I'm away until such and such date and may not be available or something like that. And at one point I decided to take a little more ownership of it and just put on the auto reply and I will not be checking email <laughs> during this time. And you know, it's something that I think the work world discourages because people think you need to be available all the time. But I think that's all the more reason to take ownership and and tell people, no, nope, this is my time. If it's really important, I'll get back to you when I'm back. Now you were at home for five weeks, you know, on and off between your vacations and things like that. What did this mean for your relationship with your wife and your kids? Was this too much dad at home or was this a good amount of dad? Like, talk to me about that. It was a, a constant thing to navigate because it was new. You know, we had done trips together, but this three-week period when I was home without work obligations was a new thing for me and it was new for the family. And as my wife would be quick to say, decluttering was new as well <laughs> because that's not something I'd prioritized before. It is a tricky process because it's not like you open up a box and immediately everything is sorted and in a better place. 
you often have to spread it out on the floor. And we live in a small house. There's not a lot of open areas to take over. And it makes more of a mess during the process. And same with when I organized all my clothes and did the Marie Kondo thing and took everything out of my drawers, out of the closet, put it all in her bed, and then realized, uh-oh, we have to sleep in this bed tonight. <laughs> I mean, I've got a clock on when I get through this. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And so that was a constant thing to navigate that I think I was expecting my family to be really supportive of me doing those efforts at any of the log run. And generally, they were. But there were also these times where my wife would quite appropriately point out, Kyle, uh, we got to walk through this area. <laughs> you could move things over to the side. That would be really helpful. Yeah. And the other thing that would happen is my wife is often bringing the kids to many different activities and suddenly I was available and that was great. We were able to share those roles and it did give me some time in the car with kids that I hadn't had before. And, and it also provided a lot of time for self-reflection because you know, I had done a lot of learning about the personal finance world and retiring early and even to the point of writing a book on that topic. But a lot of it was very theoretical because I'm still a long ways away from retiring myself. And so having this time for self-reflection and really allowed me to think more about this is this is what I'm going for. I want this time where I don't have work obligations and it's going to take many more years to get there, but it's worth it. And I kind of understood that at a much deeper level when I experienced this time off without work obligations, as opposed to just reading or listening about that. Yeah, those are good moments. And you mentioned time for self-reflection. Did you have some time to, you know, focus on your health as well? Obviously, self-reflection and self-care like that is, is very important. Did you have time to focus on your health as well? Yeah, I, I was able to play as much Ultimate Frisbee as I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And uh, and a lot of times with the kids, the first couple of weeks that off uh, was before school started for them. And so that's a sport that I'll three of my kids and and I enjoy playing. And so it was great to do that, to go for as walks with the dog and just stay out as long as I wanted because I didn't have to get back in time to get to work by a certain time. And so, yeah, there was definitely more, more time for that as well. I love that. Well, there's somebody listening right now and they're hearing your message, Kyle, and they're saying, yeah, you know, I am not utilizing all of my vacation days that I have banked up. And, you know, it's really hard for me to break away, though, because I'm so needed at work. What would you say to this person as they're feeling your message, but also feeling that pull back to the office? A lot of people are in jobs for many different reasons. It's not just for a paycheck. You know, the the career path that I chose, I passed on jobs that would have paid literally four or five times as much as I got working in state government because I really cared a lot about public interest work and environmental work and leaving the world a better place. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Their jobs are really meaningful and they contribute a lot to it. But I think you also do have to remember at the end of the day, it's just a part 
of who you are. It's not your whole self. And especially for the listeners of this podcast, people who have partners and children, that's usually what comes first. It should be what comes first. And I know it is for you, Andy, and it, it is for me. And I think just reminding yourself of that, that work will figure it out. They always do. People come and go everywhere, even the most important people at an agency organization come and go. And so you need that time to take off for yourself and and you'll actually come back refreshed and able to contribute more to the workplace. And there's lots of data, lots of studies that back that up. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here, everybody. Use those vacation days from Kyle here. This is awesome. Kyle, talk to us about this book that you wrote and tell people where they can get it and what it's called. I wrote a book. It's called Personal Finance and Investing. Not the most creative title now that I look back <laughs> at it. <laughs> it's available wherever books are sold. I always encourage people to go to their local bookstore and you can order it there and support local bookstores, but you can get it on online websites as well. And yeah, it was a process for me of just doing all this deep dive into the research of personal finance and kind of learning everything I could about it. And as I reflected on it, realizing I had some stories to tell from my upbringing. And in particular, my dad is this incredible example of someone who is one of the most brilliant people in, <laughs> I've ever met. He went to Harvard at the age of 16, yet he has made just about every financial mistake you could <laughs> make. And Andy, as we're recording this, actually, today is his 79th birthday. Oh, that's incredible. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's wonderful. It was an absolutely wonderful parent, continues to be a wonderful parent and grandparent. And we have a, a great relationship. But, you know, he's still working at the age of 79. And part of that is that finances were never a focus for him. And I use some stories from my childhood and, and even up to present day where you have this person who's just as brilliant as can be. And yet, when it comes to finances, a lot of it's just, it's hard. And the system is set up to take advantage of everyone to get people to pay more in credit card debt and loan servicers, payday loans. There's all sorts of things that are set up so that people lose money if they're not really on top of it. And so I try to use his message as kind of a way of telling people there's no shame if you've made mistakes along the way. If you're continuing to make mistakes, everyone does. And here are some ideas of how to get things back on track. Yeah, I think we all have different strengths and different areas of our lives. And, you know, not everybody has this financial strength muscle to try to fight back all of the consumeristic messages and all the big old companies that know how to how to get the money out of our pockets. So, you know, happy birthday to dad. And Kyle, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be on. And thanks for doing this. It's a great show, Andy. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. Before we go for the day, I wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or sharing it on social media. The best way for more people to find and consider this show is from recommendations from people who listen to it. So, 
please text a friend with this episode or another one of your favorites. Tell them why you like it and why they should check it out. That would mean the world to me. Or better yet, you could share it on social media. And be sure to tag your friend Andy at Marriage Kids and Money on Instagram or Facebook or at Andy Hill MKM on LinkedIn. I appreciate your support in growing this message of family, wealth, and happiness. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Maya Angelou. Each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. Here's to giving yourself permission to relax, recharge, and reflect. Carpe diem. 